0: I really need an intro because this is awkward as. Fun. I feel like that sounded good. Maybe I should be a singer. Chokes. Hey y'all, it's Amanda off air. Welcome back, episode four. Hope y'all all had an amazing Thanksgiving full of family, awkward conversations, and a ton of food, and sleep. And if you had to work, then. I was supposed to work and I was like, yeah, no, no, I'm not coming in on Friday for four hours. Just really, I'm, that's not happening, actually. They were like, well, if you don't mind missing the hours. I was like, no, I don't mind it. I do not mind it at all. I will see y'all on Monday. Goodbye. We stayed here in Texas. Um, We did not get to go home. I guess we could have. It just wasn't feasible at the moment. We have some upcoming travel plans and just like going home for a day or two. Just it wasn't in the works. And not to mention the flights right now are so out of this world expensive. So just everything all together was a little stressful and just not going to happen. Side note, no one prepared me for how stressful and really devastating the holiday seasons actually are. They're not fun like I thought they were as a kid. My parents did an amazing job with making it seem like they were just seamless, super easy, It's not. And maybe, maybe actually, maybe it was because we did the same exact thing every single time. Like we knew exactly what we were doing. With my dad's side of the family, massive. I'm from a massive family and they are just stressful on their own. Like it is a circus and those are my monkeys. Like we're just really all over the place. And then my mom's side, my grandparents were divorced. And so we were driving around God's green earth and If it was a stressful time, my parents never, ever, ever, ever once showed it. So props to you guys. But here and right now, I'm really realizing, and I have no kids, but I'm really realizing just how stressful the holiday season can be. And that's unfortunate. I mean, I feel like this is very, very vital information. Like we should have learned this in school, not the square root of 907, can I get a square root of that? I don't, I really don't even know. (laughs) Clearly I didn't learn that in school either. But anyways, we spent it with um, another Coast Guard family, Courtney and Jake, shouts out to you guys. Thank y'all very much. We met them in Tennessee and Jake is from here in Texas. So we went and spent it with them and their family. Like we were so thankful to have spent it with them, but it really is sad because Derek and I are very much the same with traditions and holidays, which is really nice because I feel, like sometimes that can get a little sticky with uh, relationships if their traditions and whatnot are just like so different and you know one wants to stay one way the other wants to stay the other way it's just it's different and I can say all of this because I know damn well they're not gonna listen and I know Courtney listens but we're in cahoots with this it's just one of those things where when the family is very different than what you are you really don't know what to say very much you've never met these people well, some of them you never met some of them you don't really know what to say <laughs> like you don't want to say anything to offend them. They just fed you Thanksgiving dinner. So, it's just kind of like you you just sit there, just kind of do your thing. You know what I mean? But we were very, very thankful for the 10,000 time. I don't know how many times I'm going to say that. If you hear my voice crack, I'm not hitting puberty or anything. I've been sick like the rest of the world, like with that nasty cough and whatever else is going on. And Courtney, that was on the podcast last week, Um, she told me to do onions. So the sickness has been going around Derek's boat. Like everyone has it. And he brought it home. And now I have it. Corny's whole family had it. And she's like really big into the like oils and like voodoo magic. And I'm not. And so she was like, try the onions. Do the onions. Put the onions in your house. Put them in water. Put it in honey. And I was like, okay, well, this bitch just gonna have to stay sick because I'm not drinking onion water. (laughs) no, I'm not drinking onion water. I mean, they swear by it. Like all of them felt better like a day and a half later, but I'm just going to have to stay sick because not one part of me is going to put onions in some water and drink it. Mm -mm. Unless it will make me like rip to shreds and everything else. And even then I would think twice about it. I'm just going to have to stay sick. Give me some DayQuil and give me some NyQuil. I am not doing it. I have thought about, though, doing the whole potatoes on your feet. You slice potatoes. You can correct me if I'm wrong on this because I might be sounding real dumb right now, but I think you slice potatoes, put them on the bottom of your feet and put socks on your feet, and then you sleep and like it pulls out toxins or something like that. So I've been thinking about doing that, but then I have to sleep in socks. And if you do that, then you're psychotic. Like, you have Jeffrey Dahmer thoughts. You are psycho. And I, I can't sleep in socks. So I'm just going to have to stay sick. Mm, speaking of Jeffrey Dahmer and psychotic episodes and psychotic people, the Casey Anthony documentary on Peacock just came out. And we're going to dish this out next week. I don't want to give any spoiler alerts. And I want people to be able to watch it. But the chokehold this had on me was insane. I was obsessed with this trial. It was like the OJ Simpson for me, you know? And so I'm just going to say this and then, like I said, we'll dish it out next week. The bitch is still guilty. The fact that she's walking around and now on TV again telling, quote unquote, her side of the story is sickening and you should go and watch it. That bitch is disgusting. And the fact that she says, I lied about everything back then, but oh, now I'm a good person. Lord is with me. I'm not lying. Bitch, bye. Get off of my TV. The fact that I am even like talking about it right now is the reason why you're probably making money and that pisses me off even more. It just opened all of the doors back. It really did. And she's about to be the most hated woman in America yet again. You're not going to like be able to convince me otherwise. She's guilty to this day. However many years later it was, like I think it's like 10 or 11 or whatever it is. She's guilty. 10 thousand percent, you're guilty, and you're still walking around in Florida, just be bopping around. So, we'll go back to something not so dramatic, Um, (laughs) which I'm going to make this pretty dramatic, actually. Uh, So, Black Friday. So, we got home from Thanksgiving on Friday, and Derek held up his end of the bargain, and actually, it was the sweetest thing. Like, these are the little things that mean the most to me. I guess now that I'm, like, older, like, I don't really care about, like, the stuff that when you're younger, the things you care about, like this kind of stuff means the most. So I got home. He knew I was so excited to put up all of my like Christmas stuff, even though it's not quote unquote December yet or whatever he always says. I was so excited. And before I could even like come into the closet and ask him to help me get down everything, he had already came into the closet, which I'm in right now had gotten down all of my Christmas stuff. It was waiting and ready for me to make a a winter wonderland of our apartment. So thanks, babe. That was really sweet of you. But after I went to town with Christmas stuff, uh, we were sitting here and we were kind of bored because, you know, it gets like midnight at five o'clock, 530. And um, I was like, let's go to the mall. And if you know me, you know on my hate list is Black Friday shopping. I hate it. I despise it. I want nothing to do with it. You ain't going to find me in some matching PJs with my mom and aunts and cousins going Black Friday shopping. I'm not doing it. I am not doing it. But here we are on Friday in my car roll into the mall. So I was hopeful because when we first got there, I got a parking spot literally like two spots away from the door. Score. I was like, okay, this is a really good start. I don't believe in signs, but if if I did, this is a good sign. Like we're we're about to live life in here, have some fun. I walk in and I'm like, okay, why do people do this? There's no good deals anywhere. I mean, there was no good deals on shoes or clothes or there's really nothing, actually. So Derek's getting hungry. All right, let's get food before you throw a bitch fit from being so hungry. So we go to the food court and there it is. The effing zoo. Oh my God. That is when my anxiety went from negative. I was like, I was chilling. I was having a good time to red zone, like abort mission. Get me the F out of here. What did I sign up for? Why did I even say let's go do this? So I did like my breathing treatments and all of that kind of stuff. We sit down had the food, we start walking around. Both Derek and I are like, okay, this is a little ridiculous. Like we walked into some stores, but we were like, yeah, no, this is a little ridiculous. And so we, <laughs> we were done, went back to the car, drove back home. And that is the end of my Black Friday. I will never do that again. And I said that a couple of years ago when I went with my brother's girlfriend, Brittany. I swore I would never go Black Friday shopping after that experience. Let me recap. So here we are having family Thanksgiving, living life, eating pies and everything else. All right, cool. I look over. Brittany is on our couch cutting out coupons, or whatever you do for Black Friday. I don't know, do you cut out coupons? I don't know, she was looking through the papers and stuff. I was like, oh shit. Here we go. I'm going to be asked to go Black Friday shopping. And that is the last thing I want to do. But I love her. So I was like, all right, what else? So yes, I get asked to go Black Friday shopping. Homegirl wanted to go to Walmart. That seems like the worst place to be on Black Friday. But put on my comfy clothes and here we all go. That shit was so insane. I went to the food aisles. Got some Boom Chicka Pop, the sweet and salty kind actually, and you found me in a corner of Walmart eating that. That is all I did. I wanted nothing to do with that shopping experience, but she did get the TV that she wanted to get my brother for Christmas at like a good deal or something. I don't know. It was maybe like $2 off, so I think that's a good deal for Black Friday. I promised then and there, I was like, I'll never do this again. I want nothing No part of it. But here we are, a few years later. I did it again. And at least me and Derek are both like, yeah, nah. (laughs) Like, let's go. This is awful. We get home from Black Friday, do our thing, and we wake up Saturday. And Derek is like, I wouldn't mind like day drinking a little bit. I was like, all right, yeah, cool. Down for that. Saturdays are definitely for the boys. So like that's our thing. Like Saturdays are for the boys but like for the boys plus me. So we were trying to make our plans and we hadn't been to the winery lately. So Dietrich is super down to go to the winery. I was like, perfect. USC was playing Clemson. The game was on. The winery we go to here in Texas um, is actually part owned by a player from the Buffalo Bills. So it's really cool because they are like diehard. Well, Wait, everyone here in Texas is like diehard football, but like there, even though it's a winery, you're like, Hey, can you put this game on? And they're like, bing, bang, done. Like, yes, it's on perfect. Thank you guys so much. So we're sitting here in a winery watching USC Clemson game and it was really cool. Cause I had no dog in the fight. I mean, I guess I was leaning more towards USC because Derek did graduate from there and I was supposed to go there. I was like bandwagon fan for a USC. So congratulations to you guys amazing game, by the way. Like, it it truly was an amazing game. Nonetheless, at the winery, doing our thing, I am living life. Oh, my God. Wine drunk is another type of drunk. But here's my boyfriend who can do at least seven hours on the golf course and come home, I mean, drunk, but, like, coherent. Dude can't control himself at a, at the winery? No, couldn't control himself at a winery at all. Um, He was white girl wasted. And it was like the best time that I've ever had in my life laughing at him. I guess ladies, our activities are a little more hardcore than their golfing trips because even Derek couldn't hang. I will say though that like we had only ate breakfast. That's it. And it was a very small amount. And then we decided to go to the winery. And those tastings like they're on another level. They just do something to you, you know? So, watch yourself at the wineries. That's the lesson of this episode. Watch yourself at the wineries. Go Black Friday shopping and then have a day at the winery. Maybe that's the way to do it. Like, after Black Friday shopping and all the stress and anxiety... No, wait, wait, wait. After just holiday in general and the stress and anxiety and just, like, the shit that comes along with it, go to the winery. Wow. That's the lesson of this episode. Holiday, Black Friday, winery. Shit, shit, fun. I like it It, with life in general. Shit, shit, fun. If something's just shitty, go have fun. Go live your life. Go have fun. But yeah, lesson of the day. Shit, shit, fun. You cannot have three shits in a row. No, we're not doing it. We're cutting it off at two. So if something shitty happened once and then happens again, You best go out and have a fun day for yourself. That is life motto. Shit, shit, fun. Get that tattooed and on a t-shirt. Oh, by the way, I also put in my two-week notice to the job that I absolutely hate. And that's a liberate that is a liberating. No, that's not the right word. I think it's just liberating. That's a liberating feeling. So if you hate your job, I mean obviously if you have something else lined up. That's ideal, which I did. Um, But if you hate your job, then like clean your hands from it and say bye. See ya. I guess because I was looking up jobs and whatnot, like the algorithm of my phone and just because Apple is like kind of creepy anyways, I started seeing like all these videos of like, oh, if you want to quit your job, just do this or just do that. And like a lot of the girls are like, oh, like I quit my job and now I'm making what you make in a year in two hours on OnlyFans. Cool. And you probably are. That's great. I've been asked so many times, do you have an OnlyFans? (laughs) No, sir, I do not. (laughs) I don't have that. If I ever posted a photo on OnlyFans, don't even waste your money because I promise it would just be it would actually just be clickbait. Like I would just do it just to get the money. And then once you got the photo or however it works, it would literally be me in like pajamas eating pizza or something, something so beyond sexy, but I would just do it for clickbait just to get the, just to get the money. And then, and then you would get that. And then you would probably be pissed off. And like, I'd get people asking me for refunds and stuff, which, uh, nope, no refunds. Sorry. This is just for my man. And not to mention I'm from a, such a small town and that would be so embarrassing for my dad and my brother. Yeah. No. I just I don't I can't bring myself to do that. But honestly like more power to you. I like I it's not for me, but if it's for you and then that's freaking amazing and I'm here for it, but I just can't do it. I'm probably about to get some backlash for that one because I know Someone's going to be like, um, okay, but I have an OnlyFans. Okay, and I just said that's freaking amazing for you. It's just not for me. Let me reiterate that. I don't judge you at all, like, in the slightest. Do what you do. Like, I don't care. So there was one offer, and I guess the guy, like, found me on LinkedIn or something like that. And um, he asked if I had a bachelor's in geography. <laughs> Sir? I didn't even know where Vermont was until last year, so no. I don't have a bachelor's in geography. I don't have an associate's in geography. I barely have a high school diploma in geography. What is a bachelor's in geography anyways? Like, what do you do with that? At the point that I was at, I was just kind of like applying for whatever, and so I wasn't even really reading the descriptions per se. Which is not good at all because I didn't read the prescription. I didn't read the description to something else that I got involved in and I didn't mean to until Derek was like, uh, the F are you doing? Like, no, no, I don't feel comfortable with that at all. So I never even, I'm not even going to say what it is because people out there might do it, which is fine. But to me, it just seemed like one thing. And he started explaining it. And he was like, I don't feel comfortable with my girlfriend doing that. And after he explained it, like I got it and I understood, but he was like, and also you don't know one thing about golf. True. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. So now I'm just like a part of this thing. And I still really have I've never done it before and I still get like information on it and stuff. I don't know how to get out of it. So I'm just kind of stuck on the website for right now. I don't know. Nonetheless, like what is a bachelor's in geography entail? Like I didn't even read the description of the job. So I don't, I don't really know. It was just one of those things where if I got an interview, I can BS my way into an interview, like fake it till you make it type stuff. Right. And so if they needed me to be a geography major, that's what I was going to be. I was going to know everything there was to know. But in reality, I am so bad at geography and I'm really not like the most fantastic at math. I count on my fingers still. So one of my very last projects I had to do for the job that I'm at right now is I had to input data and, or data. How do y'all say it? I say data. Some people say data. And I just think that's way too fancy for me. So data. I had to input the data. I had to take the amount that we have and then add it and then subtract it by what we're getting and then divide it between two stores. And that was actually painstakingly hard for me. Thankfully, most of the numbers were even. So it was kind of like I caught on quick with it. But when my manager was first explaining it to me, I felt like I was sitting in Spanish class and everything was foreign to me. I had no clue what she was talking about. I was like, shit, shit, shit. I'm going to completely ruin this data entry because I truly don't understand what she's talking about. But she's going so fast and because I know she has other stuff she needs to do. So I'm afraid to ask her questions. It was a nightmare. Thankfully, I did it correctly. Like, Pat on the back for me, snaps for me. I felt so accomplished. There, for a solid minute, I was sitting at my computer about to cry because I didn't want to do it so awful. And I wasn't exactly sure what I was doing, anyways. And so, before she left, I was just like super upfront and I was like, listen, if you see me counting on my fingers, no, you don't. Because the information you just gave me was a little overloaded for me but I'm going to try my best. Like, that's all I could have done. Thankfully, I did really, really good. And I've already mentioned this before. I am the worst office employee, but the best. Because once I start something and, like, get the hang of it, I will blow through it. And I know for a fact it's correct. But... It's just taken, it it takes me a second to like make sure I have everything correct. And I'm also a perfectionist. So that's another bad thing. It's not, I don't want to say it's a bad thing, but sometimes it can be like a fault of mine, you know, just being such a perfectionist. So if I don't know something and I know I have to know it, I'm the worst employee being as in like, okay, I hate this. and like, this is not what I want to do. So like bare minimum effort when I have nothing to do. But when I have something that, I, that needs to be done, you can know that it's going to be done correctly. And if it isn't, please tell me what I did wrong and I will fix all of it. Like, you don't have to come fix my mistakes. Like, I'll fix all of it. But when she was like explaining all that to me, I was like, oh, no, this is the time in the interview when I should have actually said, I'm really not good at any of this. And I have no clue what y'all are talking about. But instead in the interview, I was like, oh, like, yeah, like I've done that before. Or for my dad's business. Da, da. No, I haven't. I answered phones at my dad's business. I never did data in- entry, but I said I did. And they went with it. So at that moment is when I was like, okay, I probably shouldn't have bent the truth but it all came out okay. So with this, when they were like, oh, do you have a bachelor's or whatever in geography? and In my head, I was like, no, but like I can. So how can I go about this? I probably shouldn't do that again. I really, I shouldn't do that again. I should just stick to what I really, really enjoy and what brings me happiness and makes my eyes sparkle. And I don't think anything that deals with geography or me needing a geography degree. I don't think that that's going to benefit my life. If it's not going to benefit your life, then you need to remove it, right? Isn't that what everyone says? And so I don't think that's going to benefit my life. So we're just going to remove it before, before it even starts. But also on the side, I've learned that I am obsessed with it actually, and I thought I wouldn't be, but it's such an easy side gig, especially right here near Houston. It is so busy, dashing. I don't drive people around like, no, 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 no. That scares me. I don't, I don't like people that much like in that way. Like I don't, I don't think I could do that, but I'll go pick up your food and I'll take it to you. And it is so busy here for a little side gig. I am killing it in that game. So if you're in an area where it is pretty accessible to get the food and take it and, like, you're not really driving that far, which is, like, where I am, you can make bank. And I'm doing that just on, like, killing time. If Derek's not here, I'm like, oh, let me go deliver some food. The easiest thing to do and it's really not that bad at all. Like, I just sit in my car, listen to music, listen to podcasts, and half the time, people don't want you to talk to them. They're like, drop it off by my door. Perfect. Like, I don't want to say hey to you anyways. Drop it off, get in my car, and go. I'm just like breaking it in from door dashing, and I never thought I would say that ever, but I've done it a couple of times, and I'm like, oh my god, why didn't I start this earlier? No, I never thought I would say that, but... Like, literally, it is the easiest little side gig, and we're just using that money just to, like, have fun with. So, I'm here for it. And so, yeah, I don't know. I'm a dasher. I'm just dashing everywhere with my little red bag. But I will not start picking picking your ass up. Uh, Nope, I am not doing that. That sounds like a nightmare to me. These drunk girls on the corner, I hope you get there safely. I really do. I really, really do, and there's actual, actually, I might make one, but there's actual um, audio that you can, like, get on someone's TikTok or Instagram or a, a podcast, and it sounds like they're talking to you, but they're really not, so if you're in an uncomfortable situation, you can record, like, play it, and it sounds like you're talking to someone on the phone, which is a brilliant idea, by the way, but I'm not trying to pick up those people in and put them in my car, random people. I was told not to to get hitchhikers and stuff, and that, to me, is kind of equivalent, and I'm just not doing it. I'll pick up your food, and I will drop it off on your front porch, But and trust me, I am loaded down with my gun when I'm doing that, but I will not pick you up in my car. I'm not going to go to that extent, but more power to you if that's something you can do. So, you won't find me on OnlyFans, but you will find me <laughs> on DoorDash. All right, let's wrap episode four of Amanda Off Air up with some celebrity gossip, which isn't too juicy this week, but we'll tie in all the picture talk with OnlyFans and whatnot into this. So, Balenciaga is in a massive amount of trouble because of the campaign that they had out. So, when I first read about this and saw the photos, I, like, 1,000%... I understand what people are saying, so I am not saying this lightly at all. It is sickening what they did with their campaign. However, when I first saw the photos, I was like, what the F are people talking about? Like, what is what is wrong with this? I, I honestly did not get it. And then I showed it to Derek because I wanted like a dude's perspective on it or just like different eyes. Because like I said, I can step back very easily and be like, oh shit, like you're right. Like that was a good point of view. So I showed it to Derek and I was like, if you saw this, this teddy bear, would you get it? And he was like, I would never buy that. If we have a daughter, I would never buy that for them. And I was like, why? And he was like, what do you mean? Why? It looks like it has like sex stuff on it. And I was like, it does? Like I truly, (laughs) I like to experiment. I'll do stuff. I'm fun, but I truly just didn't, like, put two and two together. I did not see it until I, like, started zooming in and, like, looking, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So, he was like, you, you don't see anything wrong with that teddy bear? And I was like, no. And he was like, Amanda, it has, like, lingerie on it. So, I started doing, like, more research and more digging into this Balenciaga uh, campaign. And come to find out, my boyfriend, who has absolutely no clue who Balenciaga even is, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, by the way, but who has absolutely zero clue who it is and could honestly give two Fs less. He was right. He was very, very right. Nah, that's probably not a cool, like, cool campaign to do. People were rage about it, but yeah, nah. They should have rethought that one, and whoever thought about that campaign and all of the props and everything that came along with it, they're probably without a job right now, so maybe they're gonna be on OnlyFans because that hit hard, and that was a big no-no. I do not think that it would have been so bad if it was an adult But the fact that it was children, it just didn't make sense. And it kind of the more like digging I did and the more research I did, I was like, oh, yeah, like, no, that's a little that's a little much for me. That's super cringe. And I don't know why anybody would even think it was okay. And I feel like a lot of things this week were all involved around like photos and stuff because Jesse James Decker, who is married to a retired football player, Eric Decker, and she is a country music singer They're I guess, on vacation. And she posted a photo of her children and her children are ripped. They're all super athletic. Her and her husband are clearly athletic people, and they're ripped. They're active kids. She got demolished by moms saying that she photoshopped her children photoshopped abs on her kids and all this other bullshit like are you kidding me right now first off she doesn't owe an explanation to anybody I felt so bad for her though because these are her children you know and I don't even have kids but like the fact that you could tell she was like what the F are y'all talking about? And I'm sure they have a clean diet in their home and they live a healthy lifestyle, but just because her kids look like that and yours are eating Cheeto puffs playing Call of Duty, don't come at her. Don't come at her just because her kids are looking different than your kids. It's sick. I honestly feel like when I have children, I, I would never like post a photo of them I think that it would take me a really long time to do so. Hopefully by that time, like, social media will kind of be, like, downplayed anyways. But people are just so judgmental with that kind of stuff. And honestly, at the end of the day, I really feel like it's because they are probably a little jealous. I I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say that they're concerned. They're not. Why do you have the time of day to take a second and type something like the messages she was getting? you shouldn't. I mean, I'm defending someone who I really don't know. Like, I don't know her from Adam, but the stuff that was like being said on her post and whatnot and the fact that she had to defend her kids because they have a healthy lifestyle is just sickening to me. And it's really concerning as to where this world is going. I'm going to cut this one short because one, my throat, like I barely can talk right now and I just know it's going to sound horrible. And once I edit all of this down, it will probably be pretty Pretty short, hopefully not. But uh, nonetheless, hopefully next week it will be a little longer, and I'll have another guest because that was so much fun. Just having everyone on my Sunday fun day on the podcast—I mean, it was literally all over the place, but I loved it, and it was a fun time. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for all of the continued support. Don't forget, lesson of today: shit, shit, fun. We are not having three shits back to back to back. Okay? Got it? Love you guys. See y'all next week.